Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. Lucky tastes better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky tastes better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky Strike me. Find tobacco richer tasting. Find tobacco. Lucky tastes better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike. Friends, this is Don Wilson. You know, choosing your cigarette is really simple. Just go by the taste. That's right. For nothing, no nothing beats better taste. And the cigarette that tastes better, cleaner, fresher, and smoother is Lucky Strike. First of all, Lucky's give you the better taste of really fine, mild tobacco. Remember, L-S-M-F-T, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco with a wonderful flavor of its own. What's more, Lucky's give you the better taste of a better-made cigarette, made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly, to taste cleaner, fresher, smoother. So, friends... For your own smoking enjoyment, remember, better taste is what you're really after. And better taste is what you get in every pack of Luckies. Be happy. Go lucky. Make your next pack Lucky Strike. Lucky tastes better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in just nine more days, a new tenant will move into the White House. And tonight, since we can't bring you the distinguished and lovable tenant, we bring you the mean old landlord, and here he is, Jack Benny! Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard, saying that I own the White House. But Jack, what I said isn't so ridiculous. Technically, as a citizen and taxpayer, you do own the White House. Look, Don. You own all the buildings in Washington. The Capitol, the Library of Congress. Don. The United States Post Office. Don. The United States Supreme Court. Don. The United States Mint. Don, stop it. What'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> the Mint? What'd you say, Don? <laughs> I thought that'd get you, but Jack, it's true. You own it, I own it, all the taxpayers own it. It's like being a stockholder in a corporation like, uh, oh, like the American Tobacco Company. 
Well, Don, that's a very good comparison because everybody knows that the United States Mint is round and firm and fully packed. <laughs> and if it isn't, it will be on March 15th. That I know. March 15th? What happens on that day? Well, Don, you wouldn't know about this, but people who earn over $500 a year have to pay taxes. <laughs> Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Don. Hiya, Mary. Mary, I said hello, too. I know, I know. Well, what's eating you? Plenty. All I asked you is let me keep a couple of packages of meat in your deep freeze. And this morning, Rochester sent them back to me. He said there was no room. Well, Mary, if there's no room, there's no room. Well, now, now, wait a minute, Jack. I happen to know that your freezer is unusually large. And just a week ago, I looked in, and it was empty. Well, it's full now. No kidding. What's he got in it? His Christmas tree. <laughs> All right, what's wrong with preserving a Christmas tree? Jack's right, Mary. It isn't any of our business what he keeps in his deep freeze as long as he has plenty of meat, like those steaks he served us last night. Some steak. What do you mean, some steak? If you didn't like it, why did you eat so much? I was trying to guess whether it was Dancer, Prancer, Donner, or Blitzen. <laughs> they were not reindeer. Those were very fine steaks. Didn't you see the government stamp on them, grade A? Mine said Merry Christmas. <laughs> I wrote that on there myself. Now, look, Mary, we have a show to do tonight and a very important sketch. So let's... What in the world was... Bob! Bob, what happened? Well, Sammy, the drummer, he fell off the bandstand. What? Well, Jack, it isn't what you think. No? See, the boys in the band are just such practical jokers. Practical joker. Why, what do they do? Well, they took the electric wire that goes to Remley's guitar and taped it to Sammy's chair. <laughs> well, of all things, wiring up his chair with electricity. I can't understand Sammy falling for it. Didn't he suspect anything when he sat on those wires? Well, he didn't even get suspicious when they slid his pants legs. <laughs> slit Sammy's pants leg? Yeah, they didn't have to shave his head. That I know. But, Bob, I think the boys are going too far. Sammy could have gotten electrocuted. Oh, well, that's what the boys figured. So last night they took him to a cafeteria and told him to order anything he wanted. <laughs> Bob, you mean you went with him? Oh, no, Jack, no. Don't you remember I was at your house? Oh, yes, yes. Hey, by the way, what kind of steaks were those you served last night? Huh? Well, I went to bed, and every time I turned over, I heard sleigh bell. <laughs> now cut that out. I invite the whole gang over for a steak dinner. Instead of being grateful, you all make cracks about it being reindeer. The only one that hasn't is Dennis. I can't talk. I've got an antler stuck in my throat. <laughs> an antler? Your hat is still hanging on it. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. I don't know why it is. I try to do a program and oh, every... Oh, Jack, Jack, take it easy. I can't help it. Dennis, why do you go around irritating people? I'm experimenting. What kind of experiment is that? Irritating people. When you do it to oysters, they give pearls. <laughs> Mary, you talk to him, will you? Dennis, you better sing your song. Okay. with you, heart 
as you held me tight and stole a kiss in the night. Heart and soul, I beg to be adored, lost control and tumbled overboard. Gladly, that magic night we kissed. There in the moon, oh, but your lips were thrilling, much too thrilling. Never before were mine so strangely willing, but not. What one embrace can do, look at me It's got me loving you madly That little kiss you stole Held all my heart and soul was Dennis Day singing Heart and Soul. And very good, Dennis. It was excellent. And now, ladies and gentlemen, who can that be? Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny. This is Rochester. Rochester, I'm in the middle of a program. I know, but I want to tell you something. Tell me something. I just left the house a little while ago. Why do you always call me at the studio? I don't get applause at home. <laughs> Never mind that. What's so important? A man was here from a fan magazine. He said they wanted to print the story of your life. Pictures and everything. Oh, pictures too, huh? Yeah, so I gave him some that were taken when you were in the Navy, some when you were in Vaudeville, and some that were taken when you were entertaining overseas. Oh, good, good. Uh, then he asked for one of your baby pictures, but I couldn't find any. Well, what did you do? I slipped him one of mine. <laughs> What? Uh, then he asked me a lot of personal questions, and I told him you were the nicest, kindest, and most considerate man I ever worked for. Well, thank you. Then he brought up the subject of your generosity. Uh-huh. So I told him for Christmas you gave me a bonus of $5,000. You told him I gave you $5,000? What made you think he'd believe that? Boss, when he didn't question the baby picture, I knew he was vulnerable. <laughs> Now, Rochester, I have to get back to the program, so I'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, say, boss. What now? Uh, a few minutes after you left the house, an electric flute, the fuse blew out and your freezer went off. <laughs> an electric what blew out? And... Fuse. A fuse, huh? Uh, and my, uh... <laughs> your, your freezer went out. My freezer went off, uh -huh. I see. Good. Well, what happened to all the things I have in it? Well, your Christmas tree is all right, but two snakes thawed out and ran up the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> ran up the... 
Now that's ridiculous. <laughs> Rochester, why did you make up a thing like that? Boss, when you start with a plural, you gotta end with a laugh. <laughs> I hope I am as fortunate. Goodbye, Rochester. Goodbye. <laughs> You know, Rochester may not be a good butler, but he certainly... He certainly... Hmm. What's the matter, Jack? I wrote an ad lib in here, and I can't find it. <laughs> oh, well. Well, Jack, uh, what about the important sketch you said we were going to do tonight? Oh, yes. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our feature attraction tonight, we will present our version of that wonderful Paramount picture, The Road to Bally which stars Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, and Dorothy L'Amour. You know, I saw it last night, Jack, and it really is a funny picture. I know. Now, since I'm a comedian, I'll play Hope's part. And since Bob Crosby is Bing's brother, he'll play his part. And Dennis... Okay, but I look lousy in a sarong. <laughs> look, you're not playing Dorothy L'Amour's part. You're going to be a native we met in the jungle. A headhunter. A headhunter? Yes, and before we start, go hunt for your own. <laughs> joke in here anyway. <laughs> now, as a matter of fact, we were going to have Dorothy L'Amour on the show, but at the last minute, something happened. She wanted money. Oh, quiet. <laughs> now, Mary, you're going to be Dorothy L'Amour. Okay, but with Bing and Bob in the picture, who's going to get me? The May Company, if you keep making those cracks. <laughs> now we, that we've done all the casting, let's get on with our sketch. The Road to Bally. Wait a minute, Jack. What about me? Oh, yes, Don. You've got a very important part. I have? Yes. Paint a white line down your back. You're going to be the road. <laughs> and lie straight out. I don't want any detours. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, for our feature attraction of the evening, The Road to Bally. My name is Bob Hope. <laughs> My vaudeville partner, Bing Crosby, and I were stranded in Australia. We were broke and hungry and had no friends in Australia, so finally, in desperation, we became pickpockets. The first pocket I picked, nothing. The second pocket, nothing. The third pocket bit me. I had picked the pouch of a kangaroo. <laughs> After days of continued bad luck, we were walking down the street when I turned to my partner and said, Gosh, four days and nothing to eat. I'm starved. Say, Bing, when the blue of the night meets the gold of the day. I knew there was something Bing could do that he couldn't. <laughs> Bing, I can't understand why I'm a failure. I'm a talented dancer. I'm a wonderful singer. I'm a great actor. I'm a big star. You're a big <laughs> 